Amen. Man, let's give the Lord a hand clap. I'm just expecting the great things here today. Very good. Well, I tell you what, it's Mother's Day, and I thought, man, this is going to be a great day to just celebrate uh, moms all over. But I also know from, from being around, there's a lot of moms uh, that, uh, I don't know how I want to put this. There's a lot of folks that are moms that might not be biological moms, but there's a lot of folks that are mothers. And I, I just want to recognize each person here for filling in that gap and stepping in and nurturing and loving folks. Let me tell you. You know, that's an amazing thing. I always say, if you've got a praying mama, boy, you're in good shape, you know? A lot of times we try to run from that, but uh, we know, I believe a lot of times that many of us that are in this room today are from answered prayer from our mothers. I, I know that's a, a, definitely a, a, a big 10-4 from my mom, so I, I appreciate that. But not only that, when I start putting this together, I start thinking about all the other women that God used in the Bible. I mean, you think about Mary, you think about uh, uh, Ruth and Esther. And then sometimes, you know, we think, man, God can't use me. God could never use me. I mean, those were great women of faith. And so I said, what I wanted to do today is turn to John chapter 4. And your Bibles always encourage you to do that. And we're talking about the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, and how God can use what the world sees as maybe unlovely, but he can make it so much more. So I tell you what we did. I, I was very fortunate when I was studying. I went through and found some clips of uh, the Gospel of John. And so y'all don't have to hear me read all morning. I want to get Tim to roll this clip. I'll ask you to still follow along in your Bibles. But I, I love to try to insert ourselves in the story. I think we get so much more out of it. So we always try to do some reading. We try to do some writing. We try to use the media. Whatever it takes because everybody learns a little different. So I'm going to get Tim to roll that and then we'll jump in right from there, okay? Hope you guys enjoy it. In Samaria, he came to a town named Sychar which was not far from the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by the trip, sat down by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw some water. Give me a drink of water. His disciples had gone into town to buy food. You're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan. So how can you ask me for a drink? Jews will not use the same cups and bowls that Samaritans use. If you only knew what God gives, and who it is that is asking you for a drink, you would ask him. And he would give you a life-giving water. Sir, you don't have a bucket and the well is deep. Where would you get that life-giving water? It was our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well. He and his children and his flocks all drank from it. You don't claim to be greater than Jacob, do you? Those who drink this water will get thirsty again. But those who drink the water that I will give them will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give them will become in them a spring which will provide them with life-giving water and give them eternal life. Sir, give me that water. Then I will never be thirsty again, nor will I have to come here to draw water. Go and call your husband and come back. I don't have a husband. You're right when you say you don't have a husband. You've been married to five men, and the man you live with now is not really your husband. You have told me the truth. 
You are a prophet, sir. My Samaritan ancestors worshipped God on this mountain. But you Jews say that Jerusalem is the place where we should worship God. Believe me, woman. The time will come when people will not worship the Father either on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans do not really know whom you worship. But we Jews know whom we worship because it is from the Jews that salvation comes. But the time is coming. And is already here. When by the power of God's spirit, people will worship the Father as he really is. Offering him the true worship that he wants. God is spirit. And only by the power of his spirit can people worship him as he really is. I know that the Messiah will come. And when he comes, he will tell us everything. I am he. I who am talking with you. At that moment, Jesus' disciples returned, and they were greatly surprised to find him talking with a woman. But none of them said to her, what do you want? Or asked him, why are you talking with her? Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the town. Come and see the man who told me everything I've ever done. The Messiah. So they left the town and went to Jesus. In the meantime, the disciples were begging Jesus, Teacher, have something to eat. But he answered, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. So the disciples started asking among themselves, Could somebody have brought him food? My food is to obey the will of the one who sent me and to finish the work he gave me to do. You have a saying. Four more months and then the harvest. But I tell you, take a good look at the fields. The crops are now ripe and ready to be harvested. The one who reaps the harvest is being paid and gathers the crops for eternal life. So the one who plants and the one who reaps will be glad together. For the saying is true. Someone plants, someone else reaps. I have sent you to reap the harvest in a field where you did not work. Others work there. And you profit from their work. Many of the Samaritans in that town believed in Jesus because the woman had said, He told me everything I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they begged him to stay with them. And Jesus stayed there two days. Many more believed because of his message. And they told the woman, We believe now, not because of what you said, but because we ourselves have heard him. We know that he really is the savior of the world. Amen, amen. We'll get those lights turned back on and we will jump right in. All right. Everybody doing good so far? Man, you guys got to get loud in here. I told, I invited some friends. I said, man, we, we just get with it here and everybody's just kind of get that. It's Mother's Day, man. We need to be celebrating. Well, I'm going to give you a little background here. Tim's got me all geared up. We are in John chapter 4. And um, the title of this message, I call it Drink in the Grace of God. And I, I really, I tell you what the Lord's been showing me over the, the last little bit, and uh, I'm really thinking about doing a series maybe on the journey of grace because I want us to understand the goodness of God. So many times when I'm witnessing to people and sharing things outside the walls of church, they think that God's out to get them. 
And what I want them to know is God is out to get something to you. And that's his son, Jesus. Amen. So we're going to take a look at this. God's grace is amazing. Now, let me flip on over here. And I'm going to give you a little background on what's going on. I know we saw the film, but I'm going to give you a little background on what's going on. Now, Jesus and the disciples were coming up from Judea. They were going to a place called Galilee. And right on the way is Samaria. All right? And what most Jews would do, because they really hated and disliked the Samaritans, they would go around. They would go out of the way. And the reason they hated them was because way back in the Syrian war time, they had uh, had some Jews captured and then the Gentiles captured. And a lot of them were left behind and they were intermingling. So if you were a, a hardcore Jew, let me put it that way, hey, you weren't supposed to be dealing with anybody else but the Jews. But we're going to see how God has no distance to reach out to his people all walks of life and the whole deal. Just like we're talking about today that God uses a lot of, a lot of women in the, in the Bible and stuff. And you know, a lot of places think, well, you know, this is for the man and this is only for the man to do. And this and I'm going to say, man, anybody wants to jump on and share Jesus, I say, let's do it. Amen? Because the time is getting tight and he's going to be returning and we're all about getting the good news out. So I want to jump in from that standpoint. We've got a little background that the, that the Samaritan people were hated. And let's go in from there. So who was this woman? Who was this woman at the well? Somebody that Jesus thought enough says, I'm going to go right here. I'm, going to go. I'm not going to go around the bend. I'm going to go straight to the heart of this situation. So let's take a look at this. I want to really look at this from two sides of the coin today. I want to look at it through the eyes of the world, and then we're going to take a look at it through the eyes of Christ. Amen? So we're going to jump in on this. And, now, and I want to really kind of tie this into our life. See, that's what I hope when we're here and studying the Word of God, that we make a practical application of how does this affect me? Where do I come in? Even though this is years and years ago, let me tell you, we're really the same folks all the time. Isn't that amazing? They dealt with the same issues that we deal with today. So I want to show you how God deals with those things. So we look at this through the eyes of the world. She was a Samaritan. She was hated, just like we said. Man, mixed breed. That's what they were saying. People would say, hey, stay away. You remember in the movie clip and also in your Bible, said they wouldn't even drink after them or anything. So think about what she would probably experience, okay? Take another look at this. She's known to be living in sin, all right? So now, I want to show you something. That there's so much meat in this scripture. As I study this, I'm going to try to hit you with as much as I can. It was about noon when she went to get water, about the hottest time of the day. And if you study out what most of the scholars say, the women would go early in the morning or later in the evening. Why? Because it was cooler. Why do you think maybe she went during the heat of the day? Probably just like many of us, if we know we're going to hear a bunch of this, we're just going to avoid it. So we know she was living in sin. She was hated by others. What did she do? She says, you know what? I'll just go and I don't have to deal with all this. You know what? In our lives sometimes, how many times maybe at work, maybe in family issues, we go, I'm just not going to deal with this. I'm just going to keep on going with this. Well, I think that was the case in her life because she says, you know what? It's just easier if I go at noon. Look what else is happening. No doubt she was despised by others, just like we said. She wasn't coming in the morning with everybody else hanging out. Hey, how's it going? How's your water bucket doing? No, she was like dragging this thing behind. Do you see the size of that thing? I like getting the visual. I'm a real visual earner, learner. And so many times, you see, a lot of times she might have been carrying the burden of that, that water bottle, but sometimes we're carrying the burden of past sins and unforgiveness and things like that. But you know, I want to tell you what, God's so good, you can lay him at the foot of the cross and you don't have to pick him back up. Because he did it all. He's the one that breaks the shackle on unforgiveness and sin. Amen? So take a look at this. No doubt. 
verbally abused. Now, you know, a lot of times we don't think our words are very powerful, but I'm going to tell you, if you read the word of God, you'll find how powerful our words are. He says the power of life and death is in our tongue. When we pray for folks, we don't say, well, maybe if. We say, no, we're trusting God for God's best, that you're going to be healed, and we're standing on God's promises. That's why I always say, when we're praying for somebody or somebody's got something going on in their life, I say, what scripture are you standing on? If it's healing, man, by your stripes we're healed, Lord. And I put God in remembrance of his word, and now I'm aligning my life and my faith with his promise. Amen? Amen. That's when we start seeing results. That's when we start seeing results, guys. But verbally, we need to watch our words. Amen? Amen. Mistreated. Man, how, how are we doing? Are you putting yourself in this story? Sometimes we're misunderstood. Sometimes if we don't look like everybody else, drive with everybody else drives, go where everybody else goes, you kind of, you know, mistreated and, and looked upon a little different. Don't let that keep you from getting close to God. Now, I'm going to tell you what. I used this old line a long time ago. When I lived in Fox, I had some, I had some amazing neighbors. Oh, Teresa and Leonard, man. Mm. They was trying to love me to the Lord, man. I was just like this. No, man, I got a jam tonight. I'll be out too late, can't go with you. I had every excuse. And the one that, that I love when I hear now, because I go, oh, my gosh, that was me. If I go to church, the church will fall down on me. You know? Oh, and, then, and what else do we hear sometimes? Oh, there's just a bunch of hypocrites in church. Well, come on, there's more room for you, too. You know what I mean? Here's more room, you know? Because it ain't about you, and it ain't about me. It's about what Jesus did. See, and when we start getting out of that, the me, 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 me thing, we start seeing more, more, more of Jesus. So I'm going to tell you, we can make uh, a way. We can, man, we could be the first to get the, the, the Van Halen tickets or Buck Owens or whoever you listen to. We could be the first one at the races, man, or whatever. But, man, I'll tell you what, it comes to getting to church. It's like, eh, I don't know, man. You know, it's in our backyard. It's for an hour, and we even got good donuts. Come on. You know what I mean? That's good stuff. I just threw it in on the side. That's not in the notes. <coughs> Social outcast. Have you ever felt like you just don't belong? After 13 years of ministry and going places and places, 45, 50 places a year, I can tell you, a lot of people feel like they don't belong. And so when God put it on our heart to, to plant a church here, we want people to belong. I, I always preach in my jeans. John, you probably never see me preach outside of my jeans because I don't want somebody to say, well, I don't have nothing to wear. I said, well, that's okay. I got an extra pair of jeans. We're not going to have that. Well, I, I, you know what? I think, you know what? You always want to look your best and everything else. We want you comfortable. We want you to know that you belong. We want you to know that we love you and God loves you. And let me tell you, that's why we keep seeing these seats filling up, filling up, filling up. Because I'm going to tell you, God will take you right where you're at. But he loves you too much to leave you there. You know what I mean? He'll take you right where you're at. Don't try to clean up and come to him. You know, that's the problem we see so many times. We try to catch, you clean the fish before we catch them. You know what? Love them right where they're at. Because I'm going to tell you what, I got a mirror at my house. And I think back at different things and stuff. Everybody's not walking at the same place. But you know what? We need to be walking to the same place. And that is at the foot of the cross. And not stay there, but look up because what? He is risen. We got to celebrate that. And we serve a God that is alive. Amen? So if you feel like you're a little disjointed, you feel a little uh, uh, like a social outcast, Hey, we got room for you, because I always feel like that a lot of times. And if you're a Christian living in the world, you're going to feel like that sometimes. I hear this sometimes. Man, you know, when I was uh, got out of the, the band, many of you guys know that I used to play in a rock and roll band and things like that and got saved, and, and then I was trying to do this. I'm going to play on both sides. Over here, get here, back and forth, man, you know, walking that fence. 
But then I found out, and you've heard me say this before, the devil owns the fence, man. That's not good. That's not good. And then I thought, well, I'll be the light in the dark place. And many times you can be that. But I'm going to tell you, be very, very careful. Because what happens is you start drifting and drifting. And next thing you know, you're right over here. Look like Alfred Hitchcock, don't you? <laughs> How'd I get over here? Well, why'd you laugh? <laughs> My partner's laughing. We have a good time here. You know, it's something I like to say. We have a good time and we laugh and joke, but that does not mean that we do not take the word of God seriously because we do. We do, we do, we do. But I'm going to tell you what. You can be saved and have fun. You know, you ain't got to come in here with your lip off like this, you know. Because, you know, what I thought was when, when I heard about religion... I didn't know it was a relationship, religion. I thought, man, I want to go, and they're going to put a big stop sign on me. Boom. Stop doing this. Stop doing this. Stop doing this. But what I found out was, when I came, and, and, and the Lord got in his presence, and I started drinking in the grace of God, it was just a yield sign. You said, what do you mean a yield sign? I just needed to yield my life to Christ, and he'll work everything else out. You know, he'll work everything else out. We don't have to try to fix everything. We just need to give it to him and let him work it out. Now, with that being said, let's look at through the eyes of Christ, okay? That's a good place for a drink of water, y'all. Somebody say amen. That's the cue when you say amen, all right? Amen. Mm-hmm. We'll cut that out of the video part, audio part. Through the eyes of Christ. Let's take a look what we got here, guys. Now, we said that Jesus said, I'm not walking around here. I'm going to the heart of the matter. I'm going there. You know something else I thought was cool? We know that Jesus is fully man, fully God. It said he went because he was tired. You ever notice that? He got tired too. I'm not saying anything less. I'm just showing you the human part, the human side, how he identifies. Fully man, fully God, all right? So as we look at that, we know that he sees a woman when he gets her of great value. See, you know, when I look out here, I see people of great value. When I did street ministry, I saw people of great value. When I'm hanging out in the parking lots and my wife's going, get back in here. I see people of great value. It's not because she's scared because I had the money. Not all the time. But she's got the cards, man. You know, It's like, you need to pay. I was like, I want to talk to somebody about Jesus. I'll be right back. But you know what I mean? When God prompts your heart to share your testimony, share your story, don't hesitate. I don't know what I'm going to say. Open your mouth. The Spirit of the Lord will fill you with what to say. I want to promise you that. And you know what? You don't have to have it all figured out. You know, the best thing to do is just tell them what God did in your life. You want somebody to listen? Tell them about a testimony how God healed you. Tell them about how God brought you through this. Tell them about how you're a praying mom. And finally, your long-haired son gets saved. Wow. And then God's going to call him to preach. <laughs> My mom goes, I know it's God. You know? I go, me too. She said, you never read a whole library book in your life. You know? I was like... Man, I could, I could whip out the things from the, from the cover. And now every time you see me, they come over. I got books everywhere. Man, I got different Bibles and everything because I'm drinking in the grace of God. It's something, man, when God got a hold of my life, he says, wow. And, and I start saying, God thought I was someone of great value. God thinks you're someone of great value. Man, let me tell you, don't believe the lie of the devil. Don't buy the lie of the world. Let me tell you, God says you're amazing. All right? So this is how he starts coming to this lady here. He saw a soul that was thirsty. We talked about it a few weeks ago, and a lot of times, everybody's thirsty for something. Sometimes it's power. 
Sometimes it's a, a relationship. Sometimes it's something at your job. Sometimes it's more money. But I'm going to tell you, whatever you drink of that is not of God, sooner or later you're going to need another dose. But if you drink in what God has, just like he said, that living water, man, let me tell you, that's the only thing that will satisfy. Well, what have I got to give up? What I got to do? He'll take you right where you are, man. He takes you right where you are and let him lead you step by step, day by day. It's a relationship. When you got married, you didn't know everything about your, your wife or even when you start dating. You know, boom, you spent time. And as you spent time, guess what? You start growing closer and closer together. That's a relationship that we have with the God the Father through Jesus Christ. We spend some time. When I got my first Bible, I had no idea. They'd say, turn in your Bibles to John chapter 4. I was like, what page is that? You know, and a lot of folks are like, you know what? That's okay. You know what? If you see somebody struggling, where to go? Just say, hey, let me help you out with that. And you know what? Next thing you know, they'll be helping somebody. Because that living water is going to start pouring through you into other people's lives because we want to make sure that they're thirsting for righteousness, which is only found in Jesus Christ. Amen? Open heart. Man, I'm going to tell you what. Now, here's something when you're sharing stuff with folks and, and you tell them what's going on in your life and if, if they ask, because most people, how you doing? They just want you to say okay and keep rolling. But, it, you know, sometimes I just like to say, man, let me tell you what God's doing. And you can see him going like this, back in the, oh, Lord, here's a religious nutcase. He's on the top ropes. Back away, back away. But you know what? I don't try to just bombard him with that. I just, I just like to let him know about the goodness of God. And, you know, I try to get a little pulse rate sometimes. Man, I don't beat nobody down with it. But I'm going to tell you what, I will not turn the volume down on what God's doing in my life. I refuse to. And you know what? That's what's so cool about many of you here. I get phone calls all week. Man, bud, check this out. I go, man, that's so good. Man, I, I was eating somewhere and I was just minding my own business. Somebody come over and ask me about Jesus. You're shining. That's good stuff. Hey, I was at work the other day and, and, and this guy had been on my back and stuff. And I've been praying for him. He come over and he says, uh, hey, man, will you forgive me? And you had already forgiven him. He was the one that was tied to all this stuff with that unforgiveness. And he just said, well, I'm going to let it roll off. Let God work it out. And the Spirit of the Lord found that heart that was open and started drawing him in. Man, let God be God, man, and let's just follow in on that, amen? So an open heart. Many times people say, well, I've tried that. I don't know how you try that. Either you're in or you're out, you know? Jesus is not like a suit, uh, a suit and tie. You try it on and take it off. He's there for the long haul, okay? And when we ask him to come into our life and forgive us of our sin, he says, I'm sealing you with my spirit. And, you know, we may run and we may keep going and stuff like that, but I want to encourage you through the word of God, by the power of God, he's got you back. Amen? Repentant spirit. Now, look at this. He asked the lady, he said, uh, as he was sharing stuff, he said, well, go get your husband. She said, I don't have a husband. What did he do? And we're going to jump into this on your handouts here. He started pointing to her sin. Did he beat her up with the sin? No. He just wanted to address it because that's what was keeping them apart. Amen? She, was, she says, you know what? You're right. She agreed with that and moved on. Now, I love this. Tanya brings us up a lot of times on Tuesday nights at our Bible study, a little commercial there. Seven, seven o'clock, our small group, right at the library uh, every Tuesday. And, she, and we see in the Bible many times, it says, one who has ears to hear, receive. He says, he who has ears, let him, let him receive, you know? And what we mean by that, you can sit here and you go, wow, that's pretty cool. What time is lunch? What time is lunch? You know, and let it bounce off. If you're here with an open heart 
and you hear what God's got, I pray, to hide me behind that cross and God's word comes out. And with an open heart that you hear and receive the goodness of God, that you drink in the grace of God, that you, you come in here and understand that you're one of great value, that you have an open heart and a way to satisfy a thirsty soul is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. One he could use. Now, man, I know all of us sometimes, we just feel unusable, don't we? That's a good place to say amen. Well, maybe all all usable. I don't know. But that's the truth because we buy the lie, like I said. But I want to tell you that you are usable. You say, well, I, this is my first time ever being in church. Good. Tell somebody you had a good time and invite them next week. You know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. He will use you. He sees one he could use. Look how he used this woman's life. Here she went to just get some water, and she got so much more. Eternal life. What happened to the town? Since almost the whole town got saved. Man, she didn't go, well, I ain't telling nobody about this. Man, she threw that thing down, left it, right? Left what was on her back behind. Just like our sin, we can leave that behind and run. Went through the whole town and shared it. Many people were saved because of that. Check this out. I want you to remember this. If there's nothing else you don't take away today, check this out. God's grace is bigger than your sin. You said, man, buddy, you just going to let them do anything they want. No. If you get this, not just here, and it drops down to here, everything else is going to take care of itself. You ever had somebody that's really just done something because they love you? You know, I, I, I'm trying to think of something. Uh, man, my, my, uh, my dad, I'm looking at my dad here. So many things. And it doesn't even have to be a, a family member. But I remember one time we were going to get a bicycle. Man, 10-speed, man. I love it. And everybody said, 10-speed? That's old news. 10-speed, I'm dating myself. And we got there, and my dad was telling me about this bike and stuff, and telling me, uh, you know, I just want you to appreciate it. I just want you to know we love you. Wow. Man, 46 years old, I'm crying about a 10-speed. It wasn't the 10-speed. It was the heart behind that. It was the gift behind that. Man, I'm going to tell you what, if you just slow down and think about that. It wasn't, he wasn't trying to keep anything good thing away from me. The Bible says all good things come from God. And something as simple as a bicycle that will rust, and leave you on the side of the road, and the chain will break and everything else, God can use that. He can use a woman that everybody thought was despised and verbally abused and a social outcast to reach the whole town for Christ. We ain't going to stop there because there's more. All right? Good deal. Now, I want to take a look at this. I'm going to switch gears for a second, and we're going to do a little evangelism training course. All right? Now, check this out. I want you to look at this. How did Jesus approach this woman? Now, if you got your, your uh, handouts, this is a good place where we can talk about this, okay, guys? Because this is going to help you when you're sharing your faith at work, at home, or wherever, okay? How did Jesus approach her? He started in the natural. What do you mean he started in the natural? He just said, hey, give me a drink. Something she knew about. Water. All right? A lot of times, if I'm kind of seeing where somebody's at, I, I might just say, hey, man, it's a beautiful day, isn't it? Just talk about the weather. Hey, man, there's some crazy stuff going on in the world, isn't it? And I see how they respond, right? But check what he does next. He's just talking about water, all right, natural water. Then he moves to the supernatural. He says, man, if you knew who you were talking to, I'd give you this living water. She's all in now because you know why? I don't want to carry this thing on my back. You mean I can fill up one time and keep on trucking? He moved to the supernatural, right? Talking about worship, Talking about bringing in God in the scene. See, he went from the natural to the supernatural. Now check this out. Look how he moves again. He addresses her sin. 
Right after he talks about that, she says, tell me where I can get this water. Tell me where I can get this water. He said, well, go ahead and get your your husband and we'll talk about it. You know what he did? He pointed her to the Ten Commandments. We know that Psalm 19.7 says the law is perfect in converting the soul. Right? He didn't beat her up with it. He just wanted to address that sin issue. He says, uh, why don't you go get your husband and we'll tell you all about it. What did she say? I don't have a husband. He says, you're right. You've had five and the guy you're living with now is not your husband. Seventh commandment, thou shalt not commit adultery. Boom. And she goes, you're right. She identified with that. Right? So what did he do? He didn't beat her up with that. Now, after all this was going, started in the natural, moved to the supernatural, addressed her sin. Guess what? Face to face with grace. Right? He introduced her to grace. And he starts talking about the living water again. That's how God works. That's how God works. He wants to let you know he'll start right where you're at in the natural. He'll share with you the supernatural. Then he wants you to agree that you need a Savior. See, that's why the Ten Commandments were given. We can't keep them. They were given to let us know we need Jesus. Does that make sense? We need Jesus. And if y'all want to check out more of that, Galatians is a study this week. All right, we're right in that. Then he introduces her to grace. There's, much, there's more than water in his well. I love that. When I started looking through there, and, and that's what the Lord was laying on my heart. There's so much more than water in his well. See, she was just thinking, hey, show me this water, and then I won't have to come back no more. You know, a lot of times people say, well, you know what? I got, went to church, and you know that made sense, and I gave my life to the Lord, and I'm saved, and now I'm out. Man, that's just the entry. Your salvation is secure in Jesus Christ. It's all about what he did, amen? But I'm going to tell you what, he wants to work in your life. He wants to work in your family. He wants to work in your finances. He wants to work in your body, and he wants to work in your community, amen, through you. That's exciting stuff. Now, I'm going to jump back over here. This living water, what is this living water Jesus is talking about? I love to back it up with Scripture. I always invite you, bring your Bible. I'm going to tell you what, we're going to line it up with the Word of God. If you go somewhere and they're not lining up with the Word of God, just say, excuse me, I'm going to keep going. I don't want to hear what somebody else said. I want to hear what God said because that's the truth. Amen? So take a look at this. I'm going to give you some scriptures to write down, all right? There we go. Now it says, Psalm 42, 1. As the deer longs for the streams of water, so I long for you, O God. The psalmist, the songwriter here, David, I believe it was, he was talking about longing for the Lord. Do we really long for the Lord? You think about, man, when you're exercising, and even right now, I'm thinking, man, I need some of that water, right? And we, I've got to sneak back over here while we're talking, get some of that water. Man, and, and what do we do? Man, I need that water. Wow, good stuff, right? And then what do we do? Have you ever seen, when we, we go to work, where we work, there's a lot of deer running a lot of times. Have you ever seen a man there just galloping and they find that little drainage ditch with all the water in it? You think about that. That's how our heart should be pointing to God the Father, Amen. Seeking after Him, desiring Him. What else do we got? Psalm thirty-six nine says, "For You are the fountain of life, the light by which we see." Jesus is the place to get the drink, man. That's where we want to. That's where we want to go and, and draw from. Is Jesus? He's the fountain of life. Have you ever noticed? Any time we're talking about God, we're always talking about life. John ten ten says, "Jesus is talking." He says, <clears throat> "Excuse me." John 10, 10 talks about, he says, a thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, talking about the devil. But he says, but I have come to bring life in abundance. It's always life, life-giving, man. And we always think that God's trying to snuff you out if we don't have proper understanding of the word. He's trying to get it to you. 
He's trying to get it to you. Last one I got for you here, Jeremiah 17. Is that 13? Yes. Yeah. O Lord, the hope of Israel, all who turn away from you will be disgraced. They will be buried in the dust of the earth, for they have abandoned the Lord, the fountain of living water. I just want to, I wanted to put that in there because I saw this and I said, you know, I don't care where you're at. There's some time in your life that you're going to come face to face with the reality that this thing's bigger than you. And I'm going to tell you what, there's some desert, dusty times in each one of our lives. And I'm telling you, when you need to drink in, call on the name of Jesus. We live in Bacosan and we live in a place that it floods. And I'm going to tell you what, the time to put the, the bags up in front of the garage door, the sandbag, is not when the water's up here. It's before it even comes. See, if you've got Christ in your life, the waves are still going to come, and, and the dry spots are going to come, and we're still going to have to deal with stuff. But you've already filled up, man. And you've got a church family alongside, so we're going to pray with you. We're going to take you through this. We're going to help you through this thing. So you're not out in this boat alone going, oh, my gosh. You know, I'm going to tell you what, I don't know about y'all, but when something's going on in my, my life or my family, I really appreciate somebody saying, hey man, I'm praying for you. Hey man, is there anything I can do? And, and it's a fine line because you don't want to get too much in their business. You just, my, my hope is that, that when we respond to some, just want to let you know we care and we're here. Amen. Just let you know that we're here and, and how can we, how can we serve you? How can we serve you? That's the, that's the eyes of Christ when we look at a situation. We want to be the hands of Christ, the word of Christ, and the loving of Christ. All right? So I'm going to move on here. I know we're getting close here. Everybody doing all right so far, right? Yeah. Yay. All right. So what was the result? We're going to bring this thing home, put a bow on it. What were the results? All right? Many were saved. Remember that lady? She took off, right? She didn't sit on the sidelines. And as you all know, man, I tell you, when God started working in my life, I refused to sit on the sidelines. I'm like, man, I am so excited that he loved me that much. I'm going to tell everybody. Well, guess what? Everybody don't want to hear about it at first. But you know what? That didn't change my story. Didn't change my story. You know what? We got a handful of folks here, and God's good, isn't he? And you know what? Because we're still telling the story and how he's still impacting your life. And many were saved in this situation. There's going to be many more saved from this place here because we're going to take the word of God and we're going to go outside of these walls and we're going to share the good news. That's a great place to say amen, right? Amen. Right. Let's keep on trucking. Nobody can, can argue with a changed life, man. You know? I, I, I tell you, when I go back in the neighborhood and stuff, they go, hey, man, what's going on? I go, hey, what's happening, man? And they still cussing and they drinking and carrying on and everything else. And I just love on them right where they're at. And they go, something different. I said, man, let me tell you about my Jesus. I don't say, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. And you shouldn't be doing that. And you shouldn't be doing that. I said, man, I just love you. And you know what happens? Amazing thing. They come face to face with, with God through a vessel. You know, I told you guys a while back, man. Uh, this was like earlier in the summer, last year. I had to do a funeral, and I did it back in hometown there, and uh, it was kind of interesting, man. You know, it's, it's, I was talking to the family, and, and we were going through this, and, and we wanted to make it a celebration of life, you know? Because that's not the end for a loved one that knows Jesus Christ. They step into the fullness, right? So I'm sharing this, and uh, a lot of guys hadn't seen me in a long time, and they go, hey, man, you still jamming? Yeah, I am, man, I am. Where are you playing? I said, at church. They go, what? I said, yeah. I said, you know, Alan, the long-haired guy that played with me for 19, 17 years ago? I said, man, he plays with me all the time, too. Really? Now they want to know what's happening. 
the doors open and share about the goodness of God. Have you ever been at a funeral and a fight broke out? You might be a redneck if you go to a funeral and a fight breaks out. I'm going, I just want everybody to pray for these two women that are wrestling over here in the back. I'm going, I cannot believe that. You're pulling hair and everything else. You know, but you know what? And then I went, and I had a bunch of CDs, and I had a bunch of books, and I was just loving them where they at. I said, hey, man, here's some CDs. Just tell you how good God is. And I go out, and this was before they were drinking in the parking lot. All right? So I get out there, and this guy goes, hey, Rev, that was a good service, man. I appreciate the CD. I said, hey, man, bro, you're not driving, are you? He goes, oh, no. I said, good, I'm leaving now. You know? But you know what? Loving people right where they are. And that's what they always say. They say, man, you guys are just for real. That's what people want to see. They want to see the real Jesus. Amen. I pray that as, as keep the promise continues, that we shine as the real Jesus. But I'm going to be honest with you. Don't look to me. Look to him. I'm going to do my very best. I ask you to pray for your pastor. But you know what? I'm still human. But I tell you what, I know where to fill up on that drink, right? Drinking the grace of God. Going to bring this thing home here. Grace reigns. What do you mean by that? Man, grace rules. Grace is king. Here we go. People notice a life change, and only Christ satisfies the thirst of the soul. Grace forgives. Grace restores. Christ redeems. So as we just take a little minute here to look back, we look at a woman's life that from the eyes of the world, man, back away, back away. And God comes to her and says, hey, I'm the Messiah. And she goes, wow. And she takes off running. And lives are changed all over the place from one woman being obedient to that. What could God do in your life? Many of y'all heard the story, keep the promise. Keep the promise comes from me keeping the promise to my buddy's dad on his deathbed. You got to keep playing the guitar. You got to keep putting the word out. Yeah, okay. Did I ever dream that God would give us the privilege to preach the word of God here? That we'd see lives change, man. If that man can impact my life from his deathbed, what can we do well for him? I'm going to ask Tanya to come up and play for us. And, and we're just going to bring this thing down to just real life, guys. And take a look at this. Drink in the grace of God. And you say, how do I drink in the grace of God? Well, I'm going to show you guys. It's this simple right here. God did the hard part. I use this as... Uh, this, this template here many times because many times if we look we all learn different you hear me say that every week so I'm hoping as you look at this we can put the pieces of the puzzle together and make it personal okay you said but what do I need to do to make sure I'm right with God well you know what God already did that you just need to receive that and this is the deal there's a place called hell and there's a place called heaven you'll sit a lot of places nowadays they don't even bring up hell I'm going to tell you the truth without Jesus it's hell and it's not for a short time, it's for eternity. If you die without Christ in your life, asking him to come into your life and forgive your sin, then we, that person will spend eternity in hell. That's what the word says, all right? But I got some good news too. Now I want to tell you a lot of times we think, well, I'm a pretty good person, you know? Think you can work your way to heaven. Let me tell you what the Bible says. He says the wages of sin is death, right? But the free gift of God. Right? It's through Jesus. Check this out. So, if you, if you want to find out where you're at, check and look at this. Wages, sin, and death. That's where we're at without Jesus. That's where we are. I don't care what you did, anything else. Man, when you hit the floor here in the hospital, 
What a day for Mother's Day, right? We were dead in our sin. See, a lot of times we think we're living, but actually it's kind of like the sand's running out of our, our glass. Because there's a day, as soon as you start, the countdown's coming. And we're going to have to stand face to face with Jesus. And we're going to have to give an account. And let me tell you the good news, though. The free gift of God is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'm going to tell you what. Now, he says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You have eternal life. So, guys, I'm going to ask you right here, right now. I don't know how to make it any more straight, straightforward. Today's your day. We've been praying and praying and praying. Somebody needs to call on the name of Jesus today. I know it. I know it. So I'm going to ask you right now to just close your eyes. And I, want to, I just want to speak to your heart. And I want to pray for you. Father, today I thank you for the opportunity to speak your truth. And Holy Spirit, touch the hearts today that need a touch from you. And Lord, if there's one here today that says, well, I know about God. And I pray, but I've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. I need to put that stick in the, in the mud today and say, I'm standing up for Christ. If that's you today, I'm going I'm to give you an opportunity to respond to that. Because it's what God's done. He paid the price in full. He paid the total sin debt. It's almost like this, guys. It's like being locked away in, in, in a jail because of our sin. It secures us like that. But Jesus comes and opens the door. Would you just stay there or would you step out in faith? I pray that you step out in faith today. So today, if this is your prayer and you've never asked the Lord to come into your life, I want you to just take a look at me. Just look at me just one second. I'm going to pray for you. Nobody going to come where you are. Nobody going to do anything else. I just want to make sure that you hear what I'm saying. If this is your prayer today by faith, you just repeat it in your heart with me. Dear Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I know you are my Savior. Forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I am a Christian. Help me walk this out, Lord, in Jesus' name. Also, if you're here today, you said, well, you know, buddy, I did it a long time ago, but I've walked away. I'm going to tell you what, right now is a great time to drink back in the grace of God and say, Lord, there's been a lot of things going on in my life, but today I'm bringing them back to you, and I want to drink of that living water. If that's you today, I just say, Amen. Come back to Christ right where you are. He'll take you right where you are. So, Father, I do thank you for what you're doing. And I just want to continue to pray for my brothers and sisters here today. Father, if there's one here today, I thank you for the boldness of the folks that looked up here and made this day their day. Mother's Day 2011 is the day they say, I know one thing. I gave my life to the Lord that day. And I'm trusting in the fullness of what he did. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Good stuff. God's doing a mighty move. I'm going to get Thomas to come back up here, and we're going to always send you off with a song. Today, if that was your decision, and you say, hey, you know what? I prayed that prayer with you, buddy. There's a connect card over there on the table. And I just say, you know, I prayed today the Lord come into my life. And just put it in that gray box over there. We're going to continue to, to pray with you and encourage you if you want to know more information about that. We will tell you, you know, hey, man, that is great. I want you to know that today is your day, and God is good. And everybody said. Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet and praise the Lord. How about that?